Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. We are. We hope you are. But the reality is, is anybody really working on your financial freedom? Is anybody really working on you potentially having enough income to retire? We've got to look at this issue. I've been looking at it for 30 years, and I get up every day, and it's kind of like, okay, how can I shed more light on this? But sometimes material just gets dropped in my lap. And the other day I'm listening to AM radio, like you must be if you're listening to this on the some radio show somewhere. And on come what would be considered quite common, which are some financial advisors. And especially on the weekends, there's financial advisor shows all the time. Even weekdays, there's financial shows all the time. And all these financial advisors basically are saying the same thing. I'm going to help you create a financial plan that's going to help you to retire someday. Some of them say, hey, I only, get, I only work with people who are going to retire within the next five years. I only work with people who have a large enough amount of money. Because it's not worth it to them to work with people who have a small amount of money. It just doesn't work for what they're trying to do. But the, the show I listened to the other day, it struck a, a bone. It struck a funny bone because I thought it was really, I guess, it's not funny. It's ridiculous. It was a set of financial planners talking about all other financial planners as if they were dirt. And the basic concept comes down to they were saying that they are fiduciaries and that most other financial planners are just basically brokers. They're stockbrokers. They're salesmen. They're selling you product, whatever kind of product they want to sell you. And they're getting paid massive commissions to do so. 
And then their argument is, but we don't do that, right? We don't do that. We get paid some other way. And you see these TV ads all the time where there's this really old woman saying it. We don't get paid. We don't take commissions. Well, how do you get paid? We get paid when our clients do better, which is an absolute, utter lie. It's bold-faced lie. They don't get paid when their clients do better. They get paid no matter what happens to their clients. Because there's basically only two ways to purchase financial advice. One is to buy it along with it being packaged around something somebody's selling you. So if you go in and you want to find out about a cross-country bicycle, for instance, you go into the store and you ask tons of questions about cross-country bicycles. Or you go on YouTube and you ask tons of questions about cross-country bicycles. The people that are giving you the information are either the people that built the bicycle or the salesman who's selling the bicycle. But there's no professional bicycling association fiduciary that's telling you exactly what is right and wrong about bicycles and about the types of bicycles. That would be a fiduciary. And these financial planners are claiming they're fiduciaries. Which means, and I tried to look it up, and I'll tell you what, they've got so many squirrely answers for this, it basically comes down to a fiduciary's responsibility is to put your needs and benefits in front of theirs. Which there is nobody on this earth that is a fiduciary to that level. If that financial planner would do it for free and care about you, then he's a fiduciary. But if that financial planner is saying, look, I'll give you financial information that I've garnered through years of education, years of practice, study, experimentation, I'll give you that if you pay me a fee. Now, we can collect that fee as a $10,000 a year retainer. We can collect that fee as 4% of whatever your portfolio is each year. But it's a fee. And they get paid it whether your financial plan does better or not. It's a complete, utter lie. Everything these guys are telling you is a lie. Right? So now they're writing articles and they're doing radio shows and they're doing TV shows trying to tell you that these dirty little salesmen are selling you stuff. Dirty little salesmen are selling you stuff. That you need to watch out for the dirty little salesmen because they're not fiduciaries. And that they would never sell you the same stuff that the dirty little salesmen would sell you. And that's only because their firm has the requirements of what they can and cannot sell. Because their firm benefits from it in some way, shape, or form. Now they say they can't because if they benefit on the back end without telling you, they're not a fiduciary. But wait. You can sign that right away. They can say, okay, I'm advising you as a fiduciary, but wait, we've got this product here we really like, and if you read the fine print, it says that we are disclaiming that we have any long-lost relationship with this company somewhere, somehow, some way. Hmm? 
And so you sign away your rights for them being your fiduciary while you buy this particular product. Now, before we go any further, let me explain to you where I'm trying to go with this. What I'm trying to show you is that whereas these people, all of the fiduciaries, and I'm going to read some of their material to you, who are trying to convince you that these big bad salesmen are out here selling you bad financial product, I'm going to come back and make the point that neither of them care one bit about you and where you're going. Then you could go ahead, and if you're a libertarian, make the argument that maybe they shouldn't care. Maybe that's not their responsibility. Now, if you're a liberal, you're going to go, no, those guys have way more information than you do. They should not be able to use that information against you. And if you're conservative, maybe you say it's business. And you should be smart enough to not do what you don't know how to do. Don't get involved if you don't know. You should be sophisticated. You should be accredited before you get into really intricate investments. But I still haven't gotten to your point. But Dell, neither one of them retired me. The concept of actually making money, a large enough amount of money to retire, is not even in the discussion with these guys. As I listen to them on the radio, put the other side down, because, you know, only one side on each show, and then the other show picks it up and goes, well, we sell this stuff. Each of these groups sell a product that they have all the great arguments for. Hey, I've got a product that never, ever will you lose. Annuities. Adjusted annuities. Each year, if the stock market goes up, your value goes up. But if the stock market goes down, your value stays the same. It's readjusted each year based on what the stock market did. So thinking about the fact you can never have a bad year puts you in a position where you're probably going to grow faster than if you have bad years, right? Except that there's massive fees on these annuities and massive commissions on these annuities. And how does that play in? Well, you've got to go learn about 20 or 30 different things to find out. But I still don't think that's even relevant. I still don't think what either of them does is evil. What I think is, is that they have convinced society, the greater amount of people that listen in this world to what radio has to say, or TV, or just financial planners, that retirement is not a real thing that ever really exists. We'll be right back with the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about financial consultants, financial advisors, many names for them, and the battle that's going on between the two of them right now, between what they call themselves as fiduciaries. A little quote here by a guy. I'm going to read this to you just to start this segment off with this new rule from Biden's administration. Financial advisors fall into two camps, fiduciaries and non-fiduciaries, adding a new level of confusion and risk to the advisor-client relationship for many investors. Not only are there fiduciaries and non-fiduciaries, but there are also true fiduciaries and pretend fiduciaries, which present even bigger risk to investors. Pretend fiduciaries talk like fiduciaries to sound trusting, uh, then they act like salesmen, says Knut Rosad, former president of the Institute of Fiduciary Standard, a nonprofit that advocates for financial fiduciary standards in McLean, Virginia. Never heard of this guy, never heard of McLean, Virginia, and it's a nonprofit, which means the guy set it up in his back room so he could go around and tell people how bad his competition was. They can say things that are misleading and confuse investors who don't understand the full scope and rule of their rights. So there you go. There's this advocate group saying that, you know, anybody but fiduciaries are bad, that these pretend fiduciaries are out there injuring people. Then he goes on and says, This is the crux of the issue, he says, to call both sales brokers and fiduciary advisors, advisors, only creates confusion. We don't confuse dietitians with butchers or medical doctors with drug companies, he says, but the financial industry appears happy to perpetuate such confusion. So think about this. We don't compare butchers to dietitians. It's amazing. Go on. A 2019 financial trust report by digital wealth manager Personal Capital found that nearly half of Americans falsely believe all advisors are legally required to always act in the client's best interest. Not only is this inaccurate, but it can also be detrimental to investors who are unwittingly exposing themselves to bias and potential costly advice from advisors who put their own interests before the interests of the investor. So what is it then when a fiduciary tells you to do something because they're not putting their own interests in front of yours? What's it called when they tell you to do something that doesn't work? Hmm. And yet they're getting paid. Now, they're getting paid compensation in a different manner. So I would say to you, I'm going to make this into a really funny situation, argue this point, and that is, does that mean they're married to you? And because they're married to you, they can steal all your money and and really... The sales broker is really just a prostitute, and they're taking your money? And that really should be illegal for them to take your money in a prostitutional manner? Whereas the other one gets to take all of your money in a divorce manner or in a marital manner? In other words, they just suck it out of your pockets until you say no. 
even though they make your life miserable? What if these financial planners make your life miserable? These fiduciary planners. What if they get you to do things that don't help you succeed in retiring? That's your problem, right? They're giving you their best information. Okay, I get that. This is not saying that all of these people are bad people. What this is saying is their argument that the fiduciary is better than a broker doesn't hold any water because they're both selling you the same thing. What are they selling you? Financial instruments that will never allow you to retire, period. They're selling you garbage that doesn't work and ideas that have not worked for a hundred years. They, they haven't worked since the, the Industrial Revolution, when all of a sudden there were pensions. And if you had a pension that would take care of you, then a financial planner could do those things. What can a financial planner and these guys do? In fact, they can all do it, but what is it they do? They can sit down and do numbers for you. Numbers you may not know how to figure out. Like, for example, how old are you? How many more years do you have to work and how much can you save? Okay, if you can save this amount and we impute a rate of return that's just a guess or it's just an average or it's just a median or it's just some type of logarithm and we impute that into this, we know that if you did everything you said you would do, saved every penny you said you'd save, never lose, never have a bad year, we could guarantee you, no, oh, take that word out of my mouth, Dell. come on, get that bar of soap in there right now. They can't guarantee you anything. They can suggest that this is what you might end up with. Now, they suggest you end up with a half a million dollars. I ask you, so what? You make $100,000 a year. Your wife makes $100,000 a year. You're living on $200,000 a year. What good does it do you to have $500,000 at retirement? How long can you survive on five hundred grand if you've been making two hundred grand every year for your whole life? I suggest in retirement, you want to make at least two hundred grand a year, but you're not going to make two hundred grand a year on five hundred grand a year based on anything they're going to tell you to do. It's not going to happen. Period. End of story. You know it. I know it. They know it. Let's get out the stories. You know, it's interesting. I've been doing this for 30 years. Every week we have a tell-tale. Somebody gets on, talks about how they retired in two, three, four, five years. Remember our claim, when I started Lifestyles was five to seven years. Most people could retire between five to seven years. My clientele has shortened it to two to five years. The claim to fame is, I'm a two-year. There's a whole group of people at Lifestyles that call themselves the deuces. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. And for all you Lifestyles members who are listening, I still think it's stupid. When you do the little T-Rex thing and you, you throw out the little deuces fingers, it's ridiculous. You're grown adults. Grow up. But I know what you're saying. What you're saying is I retired in two years or less. And I beat Dell. It took him two and a half years and I beat Dell. Ha, ha, ha. Well, that doesn't bother me. I'm glad you did. Well, point is, is that you did it. Whether it was two years, two and a half, three, four, or five. Let's go to these fiduciary responsible guys. Hey, what do you got? We got the 40, man. We got the 40. Throw out the 40. That's the 10 fingers four times. Do you see what I mean, man? I'm that good. I'm that good. I got the 40. Maybe, well, some of my stuff's the 50. Some of my guys are the 50. Some of them don't retire until they're 60 or 70. Some of my guys work until they're 80, but you know 80 is the new 60. And you know some people don't want to retire because you die just as soon as you retire. Some people don't want to retire because they need something to do. Like there's absolutely nothing you can do with your life once you're not getting them going to work every day. That's your financial plan. Now, 
from the files of Del Wamsley. I own apartment complex. That's what I do for a living. And we have employees. And needless to say, many of our mates, men are Hispanic. Many of our uh, leasing agents are Hispanic. And we've gone to them and offered them insurance plans. The insurance plan costs $600 a month. We'll pay $300 if you pay $300. I think we even offered to pay $400 if they pay $200, something like that. You know what their answer was? Every single one of them said, I don't want it. They don't want insurance. People don't value insurance when they're young. And so they never get used to buying it. It's not a part of their cost of living. So when you get older, especially if you're a labor worker, and life starts to take a toll on you, you're really kind of in trouble now. Now you're forced to continue to work. Why? Because you've never put that into your cost of living. You've never learned to pay for insurance. I was lucky. I started uh, my retirement plan at 27, retired by the time I was 34. And at 34, I figured out I don't have insurance. But then you got to go out and buy insurance. And I went out and bought insurance and just paid for insurance. That's all he did. I said, well, how did you pay for that? It's called making money. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're discussing financial advisors and how 99.9% of them aren't worth two cents, the paper they're written on, their name, whatever the heck that you want to call it. They're useless. Why are they useless? Because they're advising you to do things that will not work. So why do you need a financial advisor to tell you how to do that which doesn't work? How do we know it doesn't work? Because you don't retire. Another way to think about it is this. You ever gone to a gym and the you wanted to sign up for someone to help you, and they gave you a big fat person. You know, you go like, hmm. Or you go to a dietitian that's a big fat person. You know, you would think that if this person's going to consult me on how to be in shape, they would at least use their own product and be in shape. Or maybe their product doesn't work. And a product doesn't work in many different ways. Maybe it could work if you do it. But they're so bad at getting you to do it, it won't work. Maybe it's too painful to do. I mean, everybody can lose weight. I, yeah, it's funny. I've been in the health business my whole life. And when I was there, people would always go, well, you know, I'm big boned or I'm heavy set. And now they're talking about you're fat shaming people and everything. The bottom line is you're fat because you eat too much. That's all there is to it. I can take any fat person there is, give me any, but I don't care what their glandular problem is. I don't care what race they are. I don't care what their physical activity levels are. And let me put them in a camp and, and not feed them. You'll watch that weight fall off of them like water. Now, if I also make them go out and dig ditches all day long in the camp, they're going to get in even better shape. Don't eat, do exercise, lose weight. As a wise man, Tony Robbins once said, it's the wrong question. The question isn't, how do I lose weight? Because anybody knows how to lose weight. It's simple. You just stop eating. The question is, how do I lose weight and enjoy doing it? How do I lose weight and enjoy it enough to sustain it, to make it worthwhile, to turn it into a life 
habit. Well, that's the same thing with these financial planners. They create life habits for you. And so one of your life habits is 401ks, which don't work. Life habit IRA doesn't work. Life habit, paying off your home and have a paid and free home, which you still have to pay taxes on, still have to pay insurance on, and a major portion of your total net worth is sitting there earning you absolutely zero. I want you to tell me how many checks you got this month from one. Did you get any checks from your 401k? Did you get any checks from your IRA? Did you get any checks from your home? The answer is no, no, no. You're putting money into your 401k. You're putting money into your IRA. I, on the other hand, are getting money from every business I own. I wouldn't own the business if it wasn't producing money. You've got it wrong. They've got it wrong. They want you to take your money out of your pocket and put it into something every month. And I'm saying, no, I want to buy something that puts money in my pocket every month. I want to get paid. I don't want to be the guy paying. you got this upside down and backwards, Mr. Financial Fiduciary, Mr. Financial Advisor. And the bottom line is, if you really knew how to make money, wouldn't you be retired? Right? Why wouldn't you be retired if you knew how to do it? So, well, because retirement isn't really the goal. The goal is to work the rest of my life as a financial planner so I can make money. And your goal is to keep your job for the rest of your life so you can give me money so I can make money. But whoa, 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 stop it right there. You're supposed to care more about my needs than yours. Why do you care if you get paid, right? Forever and ever and ever, keep me as a client and build up your portfolio and make money. Why don't we just do this as a one-off? I'll give you $5,000. I'll come in and you tell me everything you know. Or you sell it to me on a website and I'll learn everything you know. You know, that's the interesting thing. So why do people keep coming back to lifestyles over and over and over again after they figure out how to do it? Well, many reasons. You get to go from learning single family to go to multifamily to larger multifamily to be a syndicator to being rich, rich, richer, and richer. That could be it, but I don't even think that's the reason. I think the reason is because they meet like-minded people that actually succeeded doing the same thing they did. And so in a world where nobody knows how to retire, the only place to meet people that are retired, that are not 90 years old, is Lifestyles Unlimited. This is where you come to meet like-minded people. But you're going to have to adapt certain beliefs. And one of those beliefs is, is that you can retire. You don't have, retirement is not a number. It's not 65. It's not 67. It's not 70. Retirement could be 27. It could be 37. It could be 47. There is no number. Retirement is an amount of passive income. And when that passive income replaces your current earned income, you are now officially retired. You say, well, what if I keep working? You can't really call that retirement. No, you really can't. Or can you? Could you call it retirement if you retired from being a corporate something or other, and you decide to go off and lease canoes at the lakeside just for fun? No, that's a second job. That's a second career. You really think leasing canoes is a second career, huh? <laughs> I guess you could say my radio show is a second career after I retired from working. I don't really consider it a career. I don't really consider this getting up and going to work, but that's okay. We'll let you go with that. But do you even have that option? Because if I have the option, I don't want to do this, I don't do it.
In fact, I used to do it seven days a week, then I dropped it to five days a week, and then I dropped it four days a week, and now I do it three days a week, and I have that option. Now I have five guys that do radio shows. So I only have to do it three days a week. I only do it when I want to do it. Sometimes I don't even do that. I'm not telling you that to impress you. I'm telling you that to impress upon you, you've been lied to. You've been lied to fiduciaries. You've been lied to by financial advisors. They're telling you you can eat 800 pounds of chocolate cheesecake every day if you ride the bike for 30 minutes. And that's a lie. They're telling you if you buy the stupid stocks and bonds that they tell you to buy, that you'll win the race. It's like, hey, if you buy the super light bicycle, even though you never work out, you never train, you're going to lose weight. In fact, you're going to get so good at losing weight by not training with this super cycle, you might even win a few races. And you're believing it. You're believing it. You're going, wow, if I buy this financial instrument, I'll get rich. Man, that's the financial instrument for me. I better get out there and get on it. When will I start losing weight? Oh, no, that's that's a life change. That'll take a while. You get out there with this financial instrument, you, you'll make some money someday. I can't guarantee when, can't guarantee how much, and I absolutely can't guarantee it to be enough for you to retire. But if you get on that bike and you buy this bike and you ride it a little bit, you know, you're probably, I can't guarantee it, but probably going to lose a little bit of weight. Probably going to have a little bit better cardiovascular conditioning, right? Probably be a little bit better off. And I'm telling you that because I'm your fiduciary. I'm telling you this is something that's true, that it's proven that this is a good, healthy thing for you to do, as opposed to eating chocolate cake. Hmm. That person was honest with you. Did it do you any good? No. Your fiduciary is honest with you. Did it do you any good? No. Your fake fiduciary, what did they call them? They had a name for them. I thought it was pretty cute. Your pretend fiduciary wasn't lying to you, but did it do you any good? No. So why even listen to all these people and consider these financial instruments that don't work? When there's a perfectly acceptable way to retire in two to five years that has been proving that by having somebody on the radio every single week, by having people in every city every single month get up and do testimonials, what we call case studies, sharing with you exactly what they did to retire in two to five years. It works. Let's get those financial planners to get some of those people up here and testify. I bet you can. It's not just the money. It's the lifestyle. Here's Dell Wamsley. Why do you not retire? Because you need money. So what is rule number one? Don't lose the money you have. Rule number two in my game is there must be cash flow. If there's no cash flow, then you can't retire because you need money. And they're saying that the average person out there to be able to retire needs to have eight times what their income is. So if you make $50,000 a year, you need 400 grand. Uh, if you have $100,000 a year income, you need 800 grand. Well, given that, there are a lot of problems with that as we'll go along here. But the main one is there's nowhere to put that money anymore. You used to be able to put it in high interest rate bonds and the high interest rate CDs. And so even if you had eight times your money, it's not going to be enough. It's not going to throw off enough. In fact, let's just do a little math here with that. Right now, savings accounts, will see a CD might get you a half a percent right now. So 400000 
times 0.005 after percent. That's $2,000 a year. Can you live on $2,000 a year? And if it's $100,000, can you live on $4,000 a year? The answer is obviously no. The problem is you need money. That's the basic problem. You can't save up a pile of money and survive. You need to create an income stream. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. I'm going to go with a... Uh, email I got today because I think it uh, brings up some good questions that we should discuss. I'll read it here. It says, I'm a preferred member currently with 850000 invested in passive spread out, passive deals. So he's bought into syndications, real estate syndications, spread out uh, among value plays and hybrids. So a value play is a property you buy that's all messed up. And the major gain on the property is by fixing it up, increasing the rents, increasing the value rapidly and then generally refinancing out the money tax-free or selling it, one of the two. He said, I'm also in some hybrid deals, and hybrid means that besides being in value plays and yield plays where you buy the property simply because it's going to have a cash flow, you're going to live off the cash flow. Now, a hybrid is one that you buy it because it's going to have cash flow, but it also is going to have some components of being a value play. So he's between value plays and hybrids, he's tipping towards and leaning more towards the big bang type of investment. I took the advice from the two-day and pulled out 250000 in equity from my paid-off primary residence in the form of a HELOC. Given interest rates and where you see things going, could you perhaps discuss the difference between a HELOC and a cash-out refinance, rate and term refinance for the vehicles that suggested to tap out debt equity from your home? Can you make more sense out of the realm of this investment? Let's look at this for a second. got to start with the basic concept that most people don't understand. The money, the equity in your home is losing you money. Every day it's there. You're paying taxes on it, property tax, income tax, insurance taxes, everything, the whole bit. You got to pay maintenance, repair on that house. It's a loser situation, but it's a loser that you're living in. So it's a cost. It's not an investment. It's not really going up in value fast enough to even keep up with inflation at this time. So the idea is if you could get the money out and you could earn at or higher than the rate of inflation, then you're at least breaking even with the money. Now, if you can do really well with it, then you can really get ahead. So let's say you're a young family and you buy a $400,000 home and your parents help you pay it off or whatever. And now you got, it goes up in value. It's worth a half a million. That half a million dollars, if invested correctly in real estate investments, could probably between two and five years double in value. So it'd be worth a million bucks. You would double your net worth. But if the money was left in the home, then you can't make any money with it. So these people said, okay, I got that now that I've been to the seminar. I see that that's 250000 that's just wasted there. Question now is, should I pull it out of a HELOC, which is a, a line of credit, personal line of credit against your residence, or should I pull it out in a cash-out refinance? And you really have to look at where you're at starting at a starting point. If you currently have a good mortgage on your house that's a very low interest rate, then you're probably better off just to tap around the top edges of it with a HELOC because you're only going to get a small amount of money and you may have to pay something like an adjustable rate mortgage on that HELOC. And interest rates are going to go up, if anything, right now. All right. So on the other hand, if you could refinance it and take your mortgage down to a super low long-term mortgage, that's what I would prefer to do. Because if you could lock in 2%, and lock it in for 30 years. Don't go for a 15-year mortgage and try to pay it off early. Don't do any of that stupid stuff. Borrow the money for as long as you could possibly borrow because you don't really want the money. A paid in full home is useless to you. 
What you want is the money in investments. So you also want the smallest monthly payment you can possibly pay because money is all about cash flow. It's the cash flow, stupid. If there's no cash flow, then there's no life. You've got to have money. And so any way you can reduce your expenses is better off. That's really the answer to a question like this is that what are the interest rates now? What is your interest rate on your mortgage? And can you go down and lock in a nice long-term mortgage? You got to think long-term in these things because you're really not trying to pay off that house. It's just everybody thinks you're trying to pay off the house. No, you're trying to get enough investment capital to get rich. So if you can deploy that $250,000 in anywhere from two to five years from now, it has doubled in value on a good investment. You're talking about a situation having a half a million bucks. You still have your house. So we have that mortgage. Yeah, but you have a half a million bucks. You didn't have. You had a house. Now you have a house and a half a million bucks, right? So it, it's something most people can't understand. It's money that's just sitting there doing what we call, it's becoming dead equity. So we want to do everything we can do to get that dead equity out of there. And in reality, keep it out. So the question tells does anybody ever pay off their home? Okay, my home is paid off. So why is my home paid off? My home is probably worth about five or six million bucks right now. And I bought it for 2.4 million and uh, I paid it off in cash. Why? Because I have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 million of investable capital dollars just hanging around places I can get to them. And so I don't need the $2.5 million. It's useless to me. It doesn't increase my investments. At this point, I have enough cash. I have anything I want to buy, every investment that I come across that I want to buy, I buy because I have money. And because I just keep putting that money into investments, I have more money. And I just keep buying more and more and more and more and more and more real estate and more and more companies and have more and more and more income and more and more and more money. So I don't need the money. If you ever get to the point where you have everything you want and need income-wise, then you might as well pay off your mortgage. And I don't have one debt, one bill anywhere. Why? Because I have more money coming in than I need to live at a higher quality of life than I ever dreamed I could ever live at from the beginning of time till even my adult age. I never thought I'd be this place I'm at now. So there's no need to have a mortgage. But for you, my friend, if you're not there yet, then think seriously about that debt equity sitting there doing nothing for you. And that 401k and that IRA and that college tuition thing for your kid and all the other places you have money stashed that are doing absolutely nothing towards making you rich and giving you an early retirement. And remember, you can talk to a financial responsible fiduciary or a financially responsible financial planner, but the reality is they're not going to tell you how to retire because they don't know how to do it. Now Intel from the files of Dell Wamsley. I talked to one guy, he couldn't take hearing that there's a better way. Once he listened to some of my podcast material and came back, his discussion was me was, hmm, I've got a friend that flips houses and I'm thinking I'm gonna start doing that. You know, he's a builder by trade. To him, building is easy and I said, look, anytime you're born with a hammer in your hand, everything in life looks like a nail. The way you make money, you conceivably make money, is by building something. So how does he think he's gonna get real estate? He's gonna build it. He doesn't think that he's going to buy it. He was just gonna build it. Then he was gonna flip it. I'll just buy and rehab and flip it. Why do people think flip it? It doesn't fit any of the rules. It doesn't make you wealthier. You worked, you earned, you paid taxes. That's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to create passive streams of income. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for-
for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.